What if you or your musicians aren't that musically talented? How do you encourage your musicians and what they're good at and help them grow at the same time? How do you create a culture where feedback is expected and received? We'll be answering those questions and more in this first of two episodes that address the role of skill on Sunday mornings. Hi, good morning. Or good afternoon. Or good evening. Or it's in the middle of the night. (laughs) This is the Soundless Doctrine Podcast. I'm David Zimmer. And I'm Bob Coughlin. And this is a blast to do do together. It is. It's a lot of fun. Um, So, Bob, how's it going? It's going fantastic. Great. And you? I think I'm doing well. Great. I'm sure people love hearing us asking each other how we're doing. (laughs) Yeah. Uh, This episode is sponsored by JHS Pedals. Oh, it is not. It's not. Nothing's about to charge. We, yeah, Josh Scott's a good friend, and we like the pedals he puts out. They're great pedals. Even though I am not a guitar player and have no idea what <laughs> these pedals do. <laughs> hey, um, so today I would like to talk about um, music in the church. It is <laughs> excellent no... since that's what the podcast is about. <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> I think we should definitely talk about that. It is no surprise that for the majority of churches. The music in the service is uh, not that great. <laughs> Do you have any particular churches in mind? <laughs> is this like a an expose? <laughs> That's bad. Uh, well, yeah, what, this, but I think that what you're saying is true. Yeah, whether it's like um, uh, the instrumentalists you have, or the vocalists, or uh, even you know the person serving each <laughs> week, leading leading this. the songs, picking the songs, picking the keys. Um, yeah. How do you how do you think through that? I mean, maybe starting with leaders. Mm. How do you think through leaders of a small church? Mm. That's a great question. Don't have a lot of resources. Don't have a lot of the instrumentalists. Yeah. How, yeah. How do we how do we think through that? Well, we've thought about this a lot over the years. Like in the worship God conferences, we'll usually have some you know seminar that's uh, having to do with uh, worshiping a big god in a small church or uh, mm. leading with limited resources cuz it's so common it's yeah. so crucial i think as all things we need to start theologically and realized, you know, ground our thoughts in the Word of God. Mm. Like, sometimes we're working on a problem, but we don't see the big picture, so we don't get to the right place. And we don't have peace in in working on the problem. Mm. So, I think First Peter 2, uh, starting in verse 4, talks about our offerings and how they're, how they're made acceptable to God. So, he mm. says... As you come to him, uh, verse 4, a living stone, this is talking about Jesus, rejected by men but in the sight of God, chosen and precious, you yourselves like living stones are being built up Mm. as a spiritual house to be a holy priesthood, to offer spiritual sacrifices, and this is the the point, acceptable to God through Jesus Christ. Mm. Our music is not acceptable because it's so skillfully played or skillfully sung or because the band is in sync and everybody's right right with a click track if you use a click track. Our worship to God, our musical worship, is accepted like all our offerings Mm. because of the perfect offering of Jesus Christ. Mm -hmm. He took all our sins upon himself. 
He suffered in our place on the cross. He was raised from the dead. And now he is the one through whom we come to God. Yeah. So, so uh, same thing, Hebrews 10, you know, 19 through 22 says something very similar. Therefore, brothers, since we have confidence to enter the holy mm-hmm. places by the blood of Jesus, mm-hmm. not, not by how well you play the chart right. or how, you know, in time the drummer is. So... That just brings a lot of peace, I would hope, yeah. to to anyone who is in a small church, and you're thinking, you know, our music just is not that great. Right. Uh, I mean, it's just, it's just, you know, our congregation doesn't sound that great. We don't sound that great. So I think we got to start there. Every church yeah. has the gospel, which is the power of God. Mm. We have the word of God, which performs its work in those who believe. We have the Holy Spirit, who is the, the, the presence of God and who works in us and through us to accomplish his will and to glorify Jesus. Right. And we have the community uh, of, of redeemed saints that, that God has brought together for this very purpose. That's yeah. what every church has. Yeah. So you don't have to be amazing musicians. Yeah. So I think that's where you start. It provides also so much freedom for uh, the congregation and the person who's picking the songs and leading the songs. And if you're an instrumentalist in the church, that we are bringing our best offerings, yes. but they will not ever y- yes, compare that's right. <laughs> to it, the offering it, that yeah. Christ has paid for us. Yes. So Just, absolutely that is the place we start. doesn't matter. And, you know, we can give lip service to that. We can say, mm-hmm. of course I believe that. I mean, probably a lot of people listening right now said, yeah, of course I believe that. But in our hearts and in our attitudes and in our responses, we don't believe that mm-hmm. because we, we get stressed out over, you know, someone singing the wrong harmonies or, you know, someone coming in the wrong place or, right. you know, the band not being as tight as they need to be. So, I mean, we're revealing in those responses where we're really placing our trust. Mm. We, we feel bad every week that, you know, the band's not as good as it could be. Mm. It, it will never be as good as it could be, for mm-hmm. one. But even if it was, that would not make our offerings acceptable to God. Mm. Only Jesus does that. So that's on a vertical level. Yeah. However... And that's a big however. <laughs> uh, skill is important. Mm. You know, God commends skill. Psalm 33 plays skillfully to the Lord with loud shouts. Mm-hmm. And um, there are numerous places where, you know, God commends skill. Proverbs 29, do you see a man skilled in his work? He will serve before kings. He will not serve before obscure men. I think we've mentioned that on the podcast before. Um, but it's still true, regardless. Mm-hmm. So God does care about skill. So, you know, I, I, let me take a scenario, because there are a lot of ways we could go after this. Yeah. I think maybe a lot of people who are watching or listening to this podcast would be in a church of about, you know, 100, 200, 300, yeah. Yeah. and your musicians, maybe it's your piano player, maybe they only play uh, chart, uh, only, only play notes by notes. Yeah. Or your your piano player just isn't very good. They play like a lot of piano players, just a lot all the time. Yeah. Maybe it's your drummer. Um, they just speed up and slow down. You don't have the technology to do a click. Hmm. So it's like, we're starting a song like this, yes. and then it gets to be like this in the <laughs> chorus, and then it's like this, and then it's back to this. I know exactly how that's like. Uh, yeah, I know. Yep. Hopefully you're not doing that. <laughs> um, so, you know, you just have, or you have vocalists who, 
you know, God bless them, they want to sing harmony all the time. Yeah. But they're only sure what that harmony is like half the time. <laughs> and so the rest of the time, they're singing notes. They yes. are notes. They're genuine notes, but they aren't like really having anything to do with the song they're singing. Yeah, so, yeah. So how do you handle that? Yeah. Well, you, like I said, you start with a theology. Okay, this is not like m- making things unacceptable to God. Jesus, mm. God the Father hears all this through the offering of Christ. <laughs> so, you know, it's perfected. Thank the but, Lord. Amen. But the people are in the congregation can be affected. Yeah. So, so I think you know it depends on how you think about membership on, in your band or among your musicians. Mm-hmm. Um, I try to be slow to add people rather than quick to add people, even if in a small church, um, because it's much easier to wait to add someone than it is to take them off mm. the team. To ask yeah. them not to play. Yeah, that's it's just good. a lot easier. And I remember a guy, Daryl was his name. He came to our church. He had sung in other churches. He used to use tracks, you know, sing to tracks. And but great guy. And uh, he said, you know, I've had this experience. I've done this. And and um, I said, uh, you know, can I join the team? And you know, can be part. And I said, well, you know what? We really like to get to know people here. You want want people to be a member. We want you to get to know us. We want to make sure you're here for the vision of the church and not just to use your gift, mm-hmm. because mm-hmm. you're a part of a body. You right. know, and it's through being a part of that body that you discover what your gifts are. And just because you did it somewhere doesn't mean that's exactly how God's going to use you here. So yeah, that's great. Too. So he heard that, and it was hard. <laughs> he told me later. But he came back a year later. He eventually did get added to the team. And uh, he said, you know, I just want to thank you for, for telling me that I couldn't be part of the team. Hmm. Uh, because really, I'd been to churches where they just added me right away. Yeah. You know, I came in the door. They knew I could sing. They added me right away. Right. And, you know, I got the sense that they weren't as concerned about me hmm. as they were my gift. We don't want to give people that impression. We don't want to treat people that way. Yeah. We want to treat people as members of the body of Christ. Yeah. Through whom the spirit will, you know, operate and their their gifts will have an effect on on the rest of the church. But that's not why they're there. They're there because yeah. they're a part of the body. You're a part of the family. I, I love that. Yes, part of the family. That's a good I'm way to put so it. thankful. I'm so thankful um, that you're speaking to that because there is such a tendency. I mean, in in so many churches that we want this to sound as amazing as we possibly can. Yeah, yeah. And so, can you play on Sunday? Can yeah. you come in? And coming from Los Angeles, that's you know, like every church. Yeah, it I- feels like that's very much like you're good at what you do, and you come in and you do it, and then. Uh, and so I just, I love the heart behind, it, 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 this isn't just a place you're playing. Yeah, yeah, yeah. You're joining into a community of yes. people. We're doing life together. And someone could join the team wanting to be a vocalist, uh, and you could realize your gifts are so much better serving us outside of you being a vocalist. Yeah. <laughs> you know? <laughs> and that tends to be uh, even yeah. the case with all instrumentalists, like... Wow, you're serving in this way, in this way, and they say, and this is just an extension of what you're already doing. Yes, I love that. Yep. So, going back to the practicals, because I want to get to the practicals. Um, you have someone on your team, and they're just not—they're just not that good. Mm-hmm. Well, you got to decide 
um, uh, you know, how do they get there? Sometimes people inherit musicians. Right. You know, it's the pastor's daughter. She's a vocalist. She really yes. can't sing in tune. Um, or maybe it's a drummer. You you only have one drummer. Mm-hmm. Uh, you know, Fred. And uh, Fred has a good heart, great heart. Just doesn't play very well. Mm-hmm. Just can't play in time very well. I think the. You know, you've, you've got to have standards, mm-hmm. and I th- think a good standard is just to say, we're not going to put anybody on the team who will be a distraction, mm. because that would go against 1 Corinthians 14, where Paul talks about everything that's to be done is to be done for the edification of the body, yeah. building up of the body. Yeah. So if something's going to tear down the body by being a distraction, that's not good. Yeah. So if you have a you know piano player who or a keyboard player say who's just always playing, uh, guitar player might be a better example. Guitar player, keyboard players are they're always pretty much doing the right thing. Always good. Yeah. I didn't want to say that, but uh, guitar player who's you know doing lead and just you know not hitting the right chords and stuff, but just you just say you know what I appreciate your heart. Well, let me not do this quickly. So you have someone like that who's, who's actually a distraction. Somehow they're on the team. Yeah. Uh, you have to have a conversation with them. Yeah. And I want to talk about that conversation. Yeah. So I'm a pastor, so I can talk to that person as a pastor. If you're not a pastor and you're, and you're leading the music, it, it might be good to involve your pastor. Mm. Uh, if you, I mean, don't be afraid to do that, mm-hmm. to, to say to your pastor, uh, you know, w- I need help with this. This is what's going on. Yeah. Involve other people's. Yeah. Uh, and all the, uh, involve other people in the conversation. So you, you realize, okay, this isn't going well. I should say it, it can be helpful before you talk to an individual and make sure there are standards for the team. In other words, to have some kind of meeting with your musicians where you're saying, well, you're just teaching from the Word, just sharing from the Word, mm. how God values skill and how it builds up the body and you know, when the temple was being built, Aholiab and Bezalel were men that God had gifted with skill right. to do those particular tasks. Right. It's not a bad thing to have skill, so we all want to be growing yeah. in our skills. So set those standards, and then you maybe go to a person and uh, say, hey, how, how do you think you're fitting in with the team? You know? Yeah. You may not need to have this conversation. They may already know. Yeah. In other words, um, let's, let me take a drummer who can't play in time. They mm-hmm. may already know. You might want to go to them and say, hey, I love your, your desire to be a part of the band. Always start with encouragement, because if you're not starting with encouragement, you're not seeing them, that person the way God's seeing them. Mm. He has encouraged us in Christ. Mm. We are in Christ. God sees things in us that we generally miss. Yeah. Because Christ is in us. Yeah. So it might be their heart to serve. So, you know, thank you for being a part. Um, and then I talk about it from the edification perspective. You know, I love what you're doing, but you know, do you realize that like you're not always in time and Obviously, there should be some experience there. In other words, you should be able to point to some times when, yeah, yeah. you tend to always rush in there. You yeah. Know? So I talk about, you know, can you think of any ways that you can get better at this? And the person might say, well, I mean, I just can't practice and, you know, I don't have a drum set at home. And mm-hmm. then you've got a choice. You've got to decide whether you really want drums that will be a distraction hmm. or you go without drums. Hmm. Maybe you put them on a djembe or a cajon. Yeah. Or uh, maybe you put someone else on a cajon. Right. 
And, and, but you've got to make that decision. What you can't do, and I would encourage you not to do, is have someone on your team just because they want to be on the team. Yeah. Because someone's desire to be in the band does not require me to yeah. include them. Because it's not about their, the use of their gifts, it's about the edification of the church. Right. Right. Yeah, that's a, such a good point. So going back to um, having that conversation where you had some like honest and difficult things to tell this person, yeah, yeah. you know, it seems consistently it's out of time or how do you create that culture among oh, your good. musicians yeah. and your vocalists that you could have those sort of honest conversations. Yes. Like you have been pointing them to um, the body, edification of the body. Yeah. But to be able to say those words, I don't. I think you're playing too much or I think it's it's not sounding in time or it might be a distraction. How do you create that culture among your That is a great question. Team? Uh, I, would th- I would suggest two things. One is creating a culture of encouragement and creating a culture of evaluation. Mm. So encouragement, I mean, yeah, if, if you're leading a team and you're thinking every Sunday, these musicians are losers, <laughs> this is so bad, they're going to feel that, Yeah, you know? Yeah, yeah, that's good. You have got to come to the place where you can see good things, mm. it, you know, and I'd start with, mm. is the person showing up? Mm. That's great. Are they helping to set up, you know, something? That, that's great. Are they are they singing with passion? That's great. Yeah. I mean, if you can find nothing to encourage about this person on the team, my question would be: <laughs> You probably should why be on the, are team. They on the team. Exactly right. <laughs> I mean, there's got to be something. Um, you look unless you inherited great them every Sunday. Yeah. You <laughs> <laughs> You're clothed. You come in clothed every Sunday. Um, I mean, if if you do inherit someone, there is you may have to have that conversation where yeah. you're you're going with your pastor, maybe saying, yeah. you know what, I, I'm not sure this is the place you should be serving, and yeah. those can be hard conversations. But it's you're not you're not serving their preferences, you're not serving their desires, you're mm-hmm. serving the the church. Yeah, and so you might have that you might have to have that conversation with them. Yeah, well, and bringing in the the pastor is is wonderful because we're we're he, he's preaching the sermon for the edification of the yes, body. Right, right. We're playing the instruments for That's the edification. Right. We're pointing them back to. Uh, these words dwelling richly. Yeah, the word of Christ dwelling us richly. That's that's what we're seeking to make happen. Right. You're not just by yourself trying to get whip the team into shape. Yeah, yeah, yeah. (laughs) Doing this as a service together. Yeah. With your pastor. So culture of encouragement. You uh, on Sundays, I will just come in with the mentality, and this this feels natural to me now. I think at one point it wasn't. I'm just going to encourage every person I see. You know, how are you doing? Uh, you know, th- th- uh, during rehearsal, thank you for that. That was great. You know, mm. if I hear something that sounds good, oh, that's good. You know, rather than thinking, oh, finally they're playing something good. No, encourage <laughs> anything that they're doing good. I like the way you introed that. That was great. Mm. You know, I like what you're playing in the chorus. Just pass encouragement around liberally because mm. that's catching, that's contagious. Yeah. People will start to do that as well. Yeah. And they'll see that you're not just looking for those moments when people do something wrong. Right. You know, I say nothing until someone does something wrong. 
Right. And then you're going to hear from me. <laughs> you know, CJ, my senior pastor, has modeled this for us, for me, for, for the musicians I played with for years, decades, mm. where every Sunday when he's preaching, even, even to this day, he will turn around after the end of the meeting, gives the benediction, turns around and just thanks everybody and, mm. and gives very specific comments on you know, what mm. they did that was so good. I've tried to learn from that mm. and, and be someone who you know, will find the people in the band and say, I really love what you did for that. You know, thanks for recovering. You, know, you recovered from that, <laughs> you know, whatever it was. Um, so just building a culture of encouragement. Could yeah. be notes you send. Hey, you did a great job. So we had a new guitar player um, play with us recently, and I made it a point both during the rehearsal to tell him where he was doing good, mm-hmm. and then afterwards just say thank you. You know, it just it. I thought what you played was so good. I liked the textures. Mm-hmm. I liked the way you came in. I liked the way the fact that you didn't play all the time. And I just looked for things. So I want to set up that culture of encouragement. Yeah. But you also need to have a culture of evaluation. Yeah, talk about the standard that you said previously and the evaluation process. Well, the the standard is you don't want to be distracting. Mm-hmm. So it's possible that we're doing things that are distracting. We don't even know it. We don't mm-hmm. even know it. Mm-hmm. So playing all the time, for instance, if you're in a band, you're playing all the time. That yeah. can be distracting. Yeah. At the very least, it keeps any you know, may keep people from being heard, other people from being heard. Um, It may be you're singing harmony all the time. And when you sing harmony all the time, one, you're probably not going to sing accurate harmony all the time. Two, it just lessens the effect of harmony. So you, may, you might not know that. Yeah. So it would be in rehearsals when I'm working with vocalists, um, just saying to them things like, um, "Hey, that that part you just sang, I'm not sure that quite works. Let's you know, let's try this." After a meeting, saying, "Yeah, what was going on right there?" And kind of do it in a joking way, you know, mm-hmm. not "What did you do at the end of that turn? What was that?" Yeah. But, you know, yeah, it wasn't quite what we expected there <laughs> at that turn, was it? We were, you know... Um, but you've already laid a foundation of encouragement. That's right. So it doesn't feel like you're passive-aggressive. It feels like <laughs> we're all, we're all tr- uh, trying to um, play our instruments or sing better. Yes, for the sake nothing, of the church. Yeah, and there's nothing the wrong with that. Yeah, for the glory of Jesus, there's nothing wrong with wanting to get better and having you help me get better. Right, that's right. Yeah. And I, I encourage our team, and you would know this because you're in the band, um, to encourage each, to encourage and evaluate each other. Yeah. So so it's great. Like the drummer might say to the, to the guitar player, hey, maybe you could try this there. You yeah. know, or what you're doing right there it doesn't quite work. Doesn't yeah. seem like it's working. Now I'm talking in a context where we come up with our arrangements on Sunday morning. Mm-hmm. We're not just copying what's on a CD, and right. we, we could do a whole podcast on right. the, the, the the advantages and the disadvantages of doing that. Yes, we don't do that. Right. And I'll just say one thing about that because those who record CDs aren't always thinking about what your church is like, mm-hmm. and you might not have the instruments to exactly. to play what's on the CD. So it, exactly. it just can be a standard that's not only unreachable, but unnecessary. Yeah. So we, we pull together the arrangements that morning. And so that's where you'll have some ad- advice and counsel and yes. some some remarks about, well, that's good, that's not good. But I encourage that you know among the, the team members. Not everybody feels confident to do that, but some do, and some are gifted to do it. So, yeah. hey, I'm not the only one who has musical ears, and, mm. and I'm not always right. 
So let's hear it from some of the other folks on you know, how things could be better. And then we'll, we'll often do it at the end of a meeting, um, just talk about things that might have been better. Um, especially I would do it if like a vocalist is new, mm-hmm. a newer. Um, but even, you know, I have a guitar player play with me. I'm always thinking, what can I say to them that will be encouraging and helpful? There's something yeah. that could be changing, you know. That's what was modeled for me for mm. through CJ for years. And it just was so helpful, the, both the encouragement and the evaluation. Now, you didn't ask about this, but I wonder if it'd be good to talk about when you have to say to someone, you know what, you probably really shouldn't be on this team. Yes. Yeah. Because uh, that that does come. Mm-hmm. I mean, that time does come. And, you know, again, there are a number of ways of doing that. We, we schedule people, uh, you know, Irregularly, someone will usually play sing or play, you know, one time a month, maybe twice a month. Um, it, it, you can just kind of stop scheduling them, and and you know, let <laughs> and they'll email let you. The way I've done that, <laughs> and to my shame. Um, but well, I it, haven't got an email from yeah. you in like six <laughs> months. You're kidding! I, I must have lost your email address. I'm so sorry. <laughs> oh, my um, yeah, it, it may be time to say to someone, you know, I. Well, let me say before this, I'm always telling people, look, as the church grows, there are going to be more people coming, um, so we want to make room for them. Yeah. And we should be rejoicing in that. You yeah. Know? And I let people know, look, that we have, in our church, we have like eight, ten acoustic guitar players. So yeah. if you, which some people just heard that and went, oh my gosh, <laughs> we want one. Me? Yeah. <laughs> Sorry, we should probably send one to you. Um, but they're not going to play every week. Yeah. You know, they're just not. Yeah. Um, yeah. So that's that's to be expected. Mm-hmm. But there will be sometimes uh, a person you can't keep them in reserve, which I encourage mm. you know leaders to do. Don't don't cut people off of your team too quickly. Mm. You might need them. Just like a football p- team has, I don't know, forty some players. Yeah, yeah. Only nine are on the. F- 11 or on the field. Right, right. I hate, I'm terrible at sports. This isn't a sports podcast. It is not a sports podcast. That should be very obvious. <laughs> so you got 22 people, about 24 people who are being used. Yeah. Um, what are the other 20 guys doing? <laughs> well, they're in reserves. They're yeah. they're ready to play. Yeah. So so you might have people like that on on your in your band. Mm-hmm. But if say, you know, the person's not even that and you realize it it, it may be time for them to move on. Mm-hmm. Then you go to them and say, "Hey, Thank you for what you've been doing. How are you feeling about your position on the team? Yeah. What, how do you think it's going? And they might say, well, I love it. But I don't serve as much as you know, I'd love really love to. I'd like mm-hmm. to. And then you need to be honest with them and say, you know, I would love to use you more, but but to be fully disclosing, I think we have a lot of people right now who do what you do who are actually better than you mm-hmm. and love your heart to serve, love your character, but... Um, it's just hard for me to schedule right now. I wonder, I wonder if God's, you know, has other opportunities for you hmm. in the church. And if you can suggest some, that's even better. Like I've known people, they're fantastic at greeting. Hmm. You know, you yeah. want people coming into the church, meeting these people. Right, right, right. And that's where they should be. Yeah. Or maybe it's with kids, or maybe it's with counseling. Maybe it's, you know, maybe there are other things other ways God wants to use them that that they can't do yeah. as well because they want so much to be a, a part of the band. Right. We're doing them a favor. We are loving them to say, 
you know, just because you're not a hand, just because you're, you know, a knee, not a hand, doesn't mean you don't have a place in the body. Mm-hmm. The body needs the knees. Yes. <laughs> we need the knees. You may not, 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 you may not have <laughs> noticed this, but your body needs your knees. And uh, to lose the knees, it, it, it immobilizes the body. So yeah. if you're trying to be a hand, I mean, Paul talks about this, 1 Corinthians 12. Um, if you're trying to be a hand and your knee, that's not only not serving the church, it's not mm. bringing glory to God. Mm-hmm. You're going to be a lot happier doing what you're called to do. So I, mm. I'd have that conversation with him. And again, if you're not a pastor, you might involve your pastor in it. Yeah. And let me say, that conversation may end great. <laughs> <laughs> but, but it may not end great. I, I was just going to say, when you said that sentence, like, there are people that do this better than you. I, I mean, I know you, uh, and I've probably even heard this conversation before that you've had with someone, and you're just, you're marked by humility, Bob, and generosity and love. But so I just, I heard the groanings of a thousand worship leaders. <laughs> In in this in the just thinking like I could never say yeah, that or that yeah. would blow up in my face or that would be terrible well, or that would never go well, but I I think going back to what we've been saying through this whole podcast is that this is for the building up of the body. Yes, and sometimes it's for my sanctification as well. Yes, and it's not just we're looking for the you know the absolute best, and we're looking for people yeah. to serve. And not be distracting. Yeah. Yeah. And if it's marked by um, a spirit of humility and gra- graciousness, well, grace, it's going to be uh, a conversation that you can have with this yes. person. Yeah, yeah. It's not just a, you've been cut off. Yeah. You no, know? it's because you love them. Yeah. And because you believe God has a specific purpose for them, mm-hmm. but it's not in, in the band. Mm-hmm. It's not as a musician. Mm-hmm. And yeah, you can... You can have that conversation and trust the Lord with the results. Absolutely. Well, I, uh, we're definitely out of time, but uh, I would like for our next podcast to be for uh, leaders who are leading in song, mm-hmm. how to not be a distraction with the songs you pick, oh, the keys man. you pick them in. <laughs> <laughs> and I'm hoping that that could be another conversation that we could have that's, in a future podcast. That's great. And also, I'd like to talk more about just cultivating skill on your team. Like the yeah. process of working with band members, vocalists, drummers, guitar players, who, who just, you, they can grow, but you want to help them grow. So yes. another time. If the Lord wills. Yep. Amen. Thanks for tuning in. Have a great day. Yep. Thank you for listening to Sound Plus Doctrine, the podcast of Sovereign Grace Music. Sovereign Grace Music exists to produce Christ-exalting songs and training for local churches from local churches. For more information, free sheet music, translations, and training resources, you can visit us at SovereignGraceMusic.org.